So, uh, welcome Urvi. Welcome to Finbits Originals. So, for those of you who don't know who Urvi is, Urvi Talati is a chemical engineer and a manager uh, who studies environmental management at Yale University School of the Environment. She's a resolution fellow, having founded a non-profit at 19. She has represented India at various international events, including winning the Harvard Diplomacy Award at World Month, winning the Google Online Marketing Challenge, and has even spoken at the UN Youth Climate Action Summit. She's passionate about gender equality, technology, and innovation, and is a classical dancer as well. Thank you so much for making time, Urvi. Thank you for being here, and I'm really looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to it too. Thank you. So, Urvi, you did your chemical engineering, right? So, what made you enter into the environmental management space, and at what point did you know you wanted to pursue this? I think I was always interested in environmental management, even as a kid. I didn't know that it would turn out to be environmental management when I would grow up. But um, when I was a kid, I was in um, sixth standard and I took part in this examination called the Homi Bhava examination, which included uh, me having to make an action research project. And I somehow ended up choosing mangrove conservation and I went around um, asking people about their awareness levels about um, mangroves and how uh, the receding shorelines were sort of affecting um, the ability of fish or people to catch um, enough fish and also sort of leading to flooding. And so it was a very interesting thing for me. And I did that and I that was when I knew that I wanted to do something in the environmental field. And then Later on, um, I wrote a letter to the editor um, for Times of India, and then they reached out to me and they interviewed me about this project saying that, you know, some 11-year-old girl is actually doing a project like this when so many people in Mumbai are not even aware of the problems that the environment is facing. And so that was also just another, like, motivational push for me. And then I knew that I wanted to stick to science. And so I chose science. And then I thought chemical engineering was very interesting because it left an opportunity for me to explore a lot of different things after graduating from the program. And so I chose chemical engineering and then um, I did an internship with um, the UN Environment Program. And there I sort of discovered the field of chemical management and green chemistry. And then I found out that um, at Yale University, the person who actually came up with the concept of green chemistry was a professor. And so I knew I had to apply. And it was definitely a very um, optimistic thing. I wasn't sure I would get in, but then I did. And so that's how it was a very convoluted journey for me. Uh, but somehow I ended up um, now where I am um, as a Master of Environmental Management student at um, the Yale School of the Environment. That's quite a fascinating story. So you knew you wanted to get into the space from quite an early age. Wow. So to add to this, yeah, of course, I wanted to also talk about your uh, internship at UN. So uh, so how did that go about and what was your experience like? I think that experience was certainly very defining for me in terms of what I wanted to do in the future. I, I mean, I always was fascinated by um, the work of the UN. And as you just said, I participated in a lot of model UN um, conferences. And so I thought, why not try the real UN for once? And so I just applied very randomly in March um, before the summer that I was supposed to do the internship. And then I didn't hear back. So I thought, OK, that's it. But then suddenly, a couple of months later, I got an email that I was shortlisted. And then the interview happened. And 
they immediately wrote back that they would love to have me on board so it was very exciting and it was definitely one of the best internship experiences of my life um i definitely got a lot of exposure and got to learn a lot and was actually able to be involved in um the writing research and the publication process of um the global chemicals outlook 2 which is one of um the department that i was working in um their flagship publications and it was really um crazy that i was able to sit in on some really cool meetings meet a lot of different thought leaders in the chemicals management and sustainable development space and it just sort of defined what i wanted to do um also i do have a word of caution um it is an unpaid internship um not all you and internships are paid and so it's definitely a risk that you need to think about taking but for me that risk really paid off um and later they also hired me to one of their partner agencies to continue working on the project while i was finishing up my um mba tech in chemical engineering and operations and so that was also very um exciting so another question that just came to my mind was uh, what are the options available to you and from a career point of view or uh, you know what are the options that uh, are available for somebody who finishes environmental management yeah i mean that is definitely something even i was questioning when i was applying for masters programs um for me because of my background in chemical engineering and then getting the mba tech and now when i'm specializing over here um, in my mem program in industrial ecology and green chemistry and also business and environment um for me i see myself um fitting very nicely in the corporate sustainability role so helping organizations sort of not only measure their impact on the environment but then also take steps to considerably reduce it so that is something that i see myself doing um but just in general a lot of my classmates are involved in all sorts of things from finance to forestry and um the field is really wide open for you to sort of take what you're interested in and then apply the skills that you've learned into actually helping solve the problems that we face today i mean i think that um climate change and environmental degradation is definitely the most urgent issue that we're looking at and so i just think that um environmental management and um the related fields are certainly something that people should be thinking about getting into because there's just a lot of scope um to not only make an impact but also sort of keep improving your own um personal development and also um just it's a crazy field with filled with really smart people and so it's just um a great place to be in sure definitely that does sound promising so just uh, sort of to sum it up is it that uh, once you do something like an environmental management is uh, sort of any any kind of industry open for you does every industry sort of have environmental management roles in it or uh, you know how does it how does that work i'm just a little confused yeah definitely i would say that we have a lot of specializations in the mem program depending on what specialization you finish you can enter into the industry of your choice so for example um i said i'm interested in corporate sustainability and specifically in manufacturing and chemicals so i would see myself going into something like that but then there's also renewable energy financing which is another very up and coming field um so it depends on what you have experience in and what you're interested in and then you can just 
basically enter any industry so let's dive a little deeper into the uh, into the space so one of the beliefs that an unconventional space like this has is that uh, the financial returns aren't as much you know so is it true that it isn't as financially rewarding as other professions i mean i don't think that's necessarily true i mean i've looked at the employment data from my school's graduates and um the salary ranges are definitely quite in some cases eye popping it's quite high and so i wouldn't say that it isn't financially rewarding but it's definitely um, hard work and so i would say that you need to be interested and really passionate about the work that you're doing to actually find it rewarding um but i would say that i think it's going to be financially rewarding for me and for other people who want to enter this space there is a lot of scope and it, i mean the financial rewarding is obviously like also add par if not more right yeah definitely so let's say i wish to enter this space and i don't really have much knowledge uh, so what is the skill set or knowledge that i must possess or more like you know what are the prerequisites before i get in how i how must i go about equipping myself with those i think one of the most important things is critical thinking you need to have quite an open mind and you need to be able to question the constructs that exist and also you need to be ready to be challenged and also challenge your own beliefs and everything that you think you know so i think that is an important skill just to be able to take all of these different information bits and turn it into something that's meaningful either for yourself or for the company that you're working for or if it's a non-profit the non-profit you're working for and so that is one very important skill and then definitely i would say try to specialize on one or two things and get experiences in those fields for example in my case i i'm interested in chemicals and chemical engineering so most of my internships have been um something to do with chemicals or manufacturing so that i can sort of get all sorts of exposure in different um even different um subsections in that industry so be it like nuclear energy and waste management or textiles or just um chemicals management research and so specialization is something that i think is important but you also need to have um a general knowledge about other issues in other indus- industries and i'm definitely going to say the cliched stuff you know patience and hard work and soft skills communication skills because that's really important because the stuff that you communicate out to people it should not be misconstrued in any way and it needs to be backed by research um so that's important absolutely and um in terms of um tools that you would need definitely be well versed with um either some sort of um data analysis software at the bare minimum be an excel expert because that has really helped me okay that's interesting great so i mean just uh, if if somebody do does wish to get into this space like obviously all that you said but from the educational perspective do they should they is it advisable that they pursue like a masters or is it possible that if somebody let's assume that somebody who's listening has you know already entered into a masters in a different field how easy is it to make a switch into environmental management 
I think it's easy. I mean, some of my classmates are definitely more experienced and they also come from different fields. So I have a, I have a friend who was who actually already did consulting for companies but then thought she really wants to enter into sustainability and so she has all of that experience which will help her and then she's getting new skills um in something that she's recently developed an interest in and then she's just going to take that and then um become even better in the field. So um there are people from all sorts of backgrounds in this program like i have an engineering background but not everyone necessarily does some come from the social sciences anthropology um water engineering all sorts of things so i think um it's basically what you make of it right that's very interesting okay so it's it's clear that the environment isn't doing all that well in the recent past and there's a lot to do to alleviate the situation so what does the scope look like going forward for environmental management um i think oftentimes um the environment sustainability has always been an afterthought or at least you know something to just check off in your list of things to do for an organization and i think the time is has i mean you know it's just gone where you could actually do that i think like sustainability needs to be at the forefront of everything that every organization is doing and so in terms of scope i think um the demand is definitely going to rise meteorically in terms of um people who have those skill sets they equipped with the tools and the knowledge to help organizations sort of take on those challenges head on and so yeah your question was about scope and so i think the scope is sort of um it's like the world is your oyster Yeah, that's that's fantastic so great the scope is immense lovely so okay um i'll one sec okay so urvi here's where we punctuate with a fun question so that listeners know what it's like to be working in this space what does a day in the life of urvi talati look like sure that's a fun question um so i'm currently interning at two places um both as a research assistant um so the first one is at um the yale program on climate change communication and the other is at the center for green chemistry and green engineering at yale um so i'll talk about my climate change communication work first um so what that usually involves is they have a huge data set and so my job is to sort of pick up interesting trends or some interesting findings from those data sets and sort of bring them together and craft a story so that you can communicate those findings to people who may not be as um scientifically knowledgeable as uh, people who are students or scientists so it's just very interesting to see how you can make a story work so that it will sort of speak to the audience so that's one half and then the other half is um me working as a research assistant for the center for green chemistry and green engineering and i've already um, worked on a couple of different projects um the first one was sort of researching um for their global green chemistry initiative which involves looking at all of these different green chemistry technologies that exist for replacing the use of mercury and microplastics which are both really hazardous in different ways and sort of researching what alternatives are available that are sort of benign to the environment then there's another project i'm working on now which is looking at the technologies that they've already put together and 
thinking whether or not it will be scalable or implementable in developing countries because one important point is that um, technology should not just be for the developed world it should be for everyone and so it's really interesting to see how all of these technologies have evolved and what the potential is for their deployment in all countries so that's just um, some things that i'm working on at the moment in general though an environmental manager could be doing anything from literally being out in the forest and taking field samples to then analyze later or helping an organization um, measure their carbon footprint and then look at ways in which you can reduce them so it's really the whole gamut of um, things that you could possibly be doing right no that's very interesting it seems like you you're doing a lot at the same time that's very fascinating so all right so finwitch is having this campaign going on called on her terms where we are calling female professionals like yourself to talk about their work and what they do so with that in mind my next question would be have you faced any sort of gender bias at your workplace i think i'm definitely privileged um that my gender hasn't really helped me back from doing the things that i've always wanted to do um and i haven't directly faced any discrimination but um like during one of my internships um it was a plant um in sort of rural india um or semi urban india and i have certainly been told that you know as a woman i will not be able to handle the workers at the plant which i thought was pretty ridiculous cuz i mean there's really no reason for it not to work and so that was a little um annoying to be honest but in general i think i've just been very privileged that all of my experiences have been um the same as you know they would have been if i were a man okay that's that's good to know so good great so also just during the course of this conversation a question popped up in my head so beyond like taking the basic measures um how can an individual help in improving the environment more on a individual capacity how do you think you know somebody can help improve the environment right i mean this is a really interesting question and you know there's this dichotomy of collective action versus group action and who's really responsible um and i think a lot of the times you know the general narrative is that the consumers are to blame because we are using plastic straws that are you know um destroying marine life but then there's also the other half where it's the responsibility of policy makers or companies that are actually making such products to look for alternatives and so i think it's important to note that while individual action is really important and i'm all for it um, and i will also talk a little bit about what individuals can do i think it's very important to just look at the whole picture because um in the systems um point of view i think just individual action will definitely not be enough so in general though i mean i'll just give my example i've always been a vegetarian which i think is a very great way to reduce your own carbon footprint and definitely try to use and reuse things as much as possible you know being an indian we're always taught um, the importance of sort of being scrappy jugaad um and so i think those are really important concepts that i think the west is just now developing um there's a company here that's really um blowing up now it's called loop where um they send out all of your normal um products like 
shampoo or ice cream, but in reusable packaging. So you use the product and then you re- return it back to them to clean and fill up again. And we have been doing something like that, you know, for years where the milkman would come and give you glass bottles and you would just put it back and he would take it. And so individual action is definitely very important. And I would definitely say keep an eye on what um, companies and governments are doing because it's also our job to take note and advocate for things, um, you know, the wrong things that are happening so that everyone can be held accountable. Right, that's a very fascinating point of view. So even I hadn't thought about it from this perspective. So according to you, it's more on a larger scale as compared to an individual scale uh, to make an impact in the environment, is it right? Yeah, I mean, everything, every bit definitely helps, but we need to look at the system's perspective. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. So, okay, uh, so we just head to the final question, which is, Purvi, what is your final piece of advice to anybody who's just entering the workspace or is you know current students and they're just about to enter their jobs what's your final piece of advice to them i would definitely say don't be afraid to take risks and sort of discover what you're interested in throughout your journey um like you need to be patient you know just my example it was very convoluted like i knew i wanted to enter the environmental field but chemical like in chemical engineering it wasn't immediately apparent what that would sort of look like in the future and so definitely be patient and trust the journey and also like cultivate a spirit of curiosity and wanting to learn new things because that is definitely going to help you um along the way and i think finally just um check your privilege um so that you know what you have the power to do and so that will just keep inspiring you to keep doing and achieving lovely i love that so patience curiosity and keeping your privilege in check lovely that's great so with that we come to an end of this podcast thank you so much urvi for being here and making time thank you so much for having me this was really great conversation yes absolutely i loved it all the best urvi Thank you. Thank you. You too.